Praise the Lord. Praise God. It's a great God that we have. Amen. Great God. It just gets better and better all the time. I love him more today than yesterday. Much, much more than the days before that. He just gets dearer and dearer to me all the time. We have a wonderful Savior. Love your pastor. Appreciate him. He's been a good friend of mine, and, and uh, he loves you. He loves you. I'm around a lot of different pastors in a lot of different churches, and I can tell you, your pastor loves you. And uh, you ought to be glad for that. Amen. We're going to start tonight in Genesis chapter 1, and we'll also read from the Gospel of John chapter 1. Good to see new faces, and uh, if you just give me a little bit of time this first night, I'm, I'm a little weary physically. I've been uh, on the go quite a, quite a bit, and, uh, but uh, God has a way of always helping us, and uh, get a good night's rest tonight, and uh, we will uh, see what the Lord has for us all week. I do have something I believe that uh, will help every one of us. You might want to keep your Bible out. Uh, I like to use a lot of scriptures, and some of you, if you are uh, uh, newer around Pentecost, we love the Bible. We don't believe that it contains the Word of God. We believe that it is the Word of God. We believe this is the Word of God. And uh, it's very, very important to uh, know the Word of God. That's one of those things that I, when I first uh, got the Holy Ghost, and was baptized in Jesus' name. That was one of the first things I noticed. I'd been in other churches, didn't seem to do what uh, I was seeking after. I was seeking after God. I was wanting to find God. I'm not running any other church down. I'm just, I'm telling you, when I went in that Pentecostal church, God was present. And I got to meet Him, and that's what I was wanting to do. Then the longer I was around the Pentecostals, I found out, man, they like the Bible. I mean, forwards and backwards. You, you'll find out that our young people know the Bible as good as uh, a lot of folks that have graduated from seminaries and other places. That's the truth. Yes, it is. Amen. They eat it and drink it and live it and love it. Amen. Genesis chapter 1. Good to see new faces around. This is a good place to be. House of God's a good place to be. Genesis chapter 1, and as I said, we'll also read from uh, the Gospel of John chapter 1. Beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. Verse 11, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. 
verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Let's go on now to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Continues on that when God said, something happened. When God spoke, things took place. Now if you go to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And these things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word. I'm going to preach tonight. In the beginning was the Word the word let's pray together father we thank you so much for this great word that you've given us thank you for your spirit for your love for your blood god we thank you for being our god for being mindful of us and lord we thank you for loving us when we were unlovable and now tonight we ask you that you would help us God, as we attempt to look into your word, attempt to preach your word, we ask for your help. For without you, without your spirit upon it, Lord, nothing can be done that is needful. But Lord, if you'll just touch us tonight by your spirit, touch the preacher, touch everyone that hears, then God, I believe that by your word, we can draw closer to you, know more about you before this night is through. We ask all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. There are some things that are certain, and those are the things that the Bible tells us. There are a lot of things that can be debated. There's a lot of things that there can be opinions on. But if the Bible makes a firm declaration, then that declaration is so. And the Bible tells us that when this earth was without form and when it was void, when it was just a swirling mass of chaos, that God spoke and when he spoke, that void, that chaos, that moving mass took form and became the world. The Bible tells us when God spoke, the first light cracked the prevailing darkness. When God spoke, the grass sprung forth, and so on and so forth. The first robin sang. When God spoke, the first dog barked. When man breathed the first breath, God spoke. It's true that in the beginning was the Word. The Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word wasn't just there present, but it was in the midst of it. The Word was there when anything began. Amen. What's more, it told us in verse 3 of the Gospel of John, first chapter, that all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So the Word made everything that exists. Yes, praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. 
verse 14 of Genesis 1, it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament above and the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So that means before the first star twinkled and then when it twinkled was the Word. Yes. Amen. Yes. When man breathed his first breath was the Word. Yes. When anything ever started, when anything ever began, we had the Word. Amen. Amen. And we will always have the Word. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 24 and 25, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower falleth away, but the Word of the Lord endureth forever. For this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The word from was in the beginning and then the word went all through and will be here until the end of time. So the word created everything that we see. But let's go beyond that. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 it says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth from the womb, I sanctified thee, and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. The Bible tells us here that the Word was present at conception. When we are conceived, the Word is there. When we are born, the Word is there. Whenever there is a beginning, the Word is there. When His ordination as a prophet began the word was there there is always the word we can say what we want and we can form any sort of opinion that we choose but with every beginning we have the word every beginning of everything that God ever wanted and everything that has lasted God was there and the word was there with God and the word was God hallelujah this church that you and I are a part of began with the Word. When John the Baptist came, he came preaching. The Bible says in Matthew 3 and verse 1, in those days came John the Baptist preaching. The Word came preaching. The Word was being preached and John was then there present preaching until the Word made flesh Jesus Christ walked on the scene and then when the Word made flesh came on the scene, John decreased so that the Word incarnate could then take over. Hallelujah. And so now, then we had the Word made flesh walking the face of the earth. And so then when things happened, the Word was there. When blind Bartimaeus received his sight, the Word was there. When le the lepers was cleansed, the Word was there. When Lazarus walked out of the tomb, the Word was there. When Mary Magdalene was cleansed of the devils, the Word was there. Whenever anything happened at the beginning of this church, in its beginning was the Word. Hallelujah. Now just stick with me for a little while. And then when Jesus passed from the scene, he had told us what would happen. He says, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. Verse 26 tells us that the Comforter is the Holy Ghost. Look at that. I want you to look at these. Especially if you're new to this church. I want you to look at these. John chapter 14, verses 26. It says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, who the Father will send. Everybody see that? 
who the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now go over one more chapter to John 15, verse 26. And when the Comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. This was Jesus speaking. Now, in, in the preceding chapter, said the Father's going to send the Holy Ghost. Then in this chapter, Jesus said he's going to send the Holy Ghost. Now, this would be very confusing, except for Jesus made it clear to us in John chapter 10, verse 30, I and my Father are one. That, that's, that's, that's not some new dreamed up doctrine. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Therefore, there is no contradiction. And if you like that, Brother Justin, look at 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. So, so if, if every time we get a new title, we're going to add a person to the Godhead, we're going to have so many persons in the Godhead that it's incredible. If people would just understand that it's just like it was when God spoke to Israel, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It still is. Amen. He has many titles, but we still just have one God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, how can the Father be the Son? Well, that's confusing to us, but no more confusing than the fact that He is both first and last. Lion and Lamb. Hallelujah. Alpha and Omega. Praise God. He can be whatever He wants to be because He's God. Hallelujah. So... So now we have now that we understand all of this, we understand that when the Holy Ghost comes, the Word comes. And on the day of Pentecost, second chapter, verses one through four, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. When this church began, it began with the Word coming to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. When the Holy Ghost came into that place, it was the Spirit of the Word. It was God's Spirit. It was the Spirit of Christ. It was the Spirit of the Word that began all things. And when it blew into that place, it set a precedent. Bernard, he told them, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and tarry and wait for power. power. There's power in the Word. There's power in the Word. There's so much power in the Word that we don't understand it. We can't fathom it. But if we would ever understand that the Word is God, then we would. This isn't just a Bible. This is the Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This Pentecostal church began with the Word. And as soon as they got done being filled with the Holy Ghost, they start preaching. 
That's like, oh, Jeremiah, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, over and over and over, the word of the Lord came to me. And finally, Jeremiah said, I, he said, I don't want to preach anymore because, Lord, you never let me preach ear-tickling messages. You never let me tell everybody how much money they're going to make and all that stuff. He said, I quit. And then he said, but I couldn't because it was like fire shut up in my bones. You get the Word inside of you and you can't sit still. You get the Word inside of you and you're going to testify. You get the Word inside of you, you're going to live for God. You're going to do right because you just can't hold it. It's bigger than all of us. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go a little further. There was a man born one time. And from his very birth, he started out fighting and cheating. He was born a twin. His brother was born just prior to him. The Bible tells us he grabbed onto his brother's heel trying to cheat and be born first to gain the birthrights and such and such and the blessings of the firstborn. But he didn't manage to get that done. So then he goes on through life and cheats his brother out of his birthright and his blessing. His very name meant that he was a cheater, a supplanter, Jacob. He was just an old liar and a cheater. That's what he was. David understood that. And he said, behold, I was shapen in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, it says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. That's the way Jacob was from the beginning. He was just an old... Now, we look at the end of Jacob. That's why we need to end good. Because a lot of people don't remember his beginning. They remember how he ended. We need to end good, folks. Praise God. Most of us have beginnings we'd rather not talk about. But you'll be remembered for how you end things. So Jacob was a cheater and a liar. But then one night, he met up with the Lord. And this is how Elijah tells us it happened in 1 Kings 18 and 31. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. Now, if you know the story of Jacob, you know that Jacob, the Bible says, wrestled all night with an angel of the Lord. Here, Elijah said he wrestled with the Word, came to him. There's no difference. There's no difference. I'm not developing a new person in the Godhead. There's just one person. There has only been one image of the invisible God ever. Jesus was the image of the invisible God. It says that Jacob wrestled with the Word. And when the Word came into his life and he got a hold of the Word, the Word said, what's your name? He said, Jacob. He said, no more. And the Word spoke to him. And he said, now it's going to be Israel. And that's where the nation of Israel came from an old liar and an old cheater. But when Israel began, it began with the Word. It began the night that old cheater found the Word and got a hold of the Word. When that cheater got a hold of the Word, he left there a cheater and a liar and became the father of a nation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo. 
I, I remember. I remember because uh, I got married when I was, was 22 years old, the most beautiful girl in all the world. She's prettier now than she was then. They just get prettier and prettier all the time. The older they get, Brother Justin, the prettier they get. You just, just gets better. But she married me. That was a mistake of sorts. Because I was born in sin and I was an old sinner. Had alcoholic parents on both sides. I was an alcoholic, drug addict by the time I was 20 years old. And so the, the time that I married her at 22, uh, I... I was not only a drug addict, but I was an alcoholic. I mean, deep into alcoholism. And I went to AA, and uh, they told me that I'd always be an alcoholic. Well, so I said, well, all right. <laughs> okay, that's what I'll be then, if you say so. And we'd try to start over. And she'd leave me, and then she'd come back. We'd get back together, and we'd try to begin again. We moved to Florida, and we tried to begin again. We moved to Ohio, and we tried to begin again. We moved all up and down Illinois, and we tried to begin again. We moved into Indiana, and we tried to begin again. And I kept saying, well, let's just start over, honey. Can't we just start over? I, I know I've made a lot of mistakes, but could we just start over? And somehow I'd always be able to talk her into starting over there's just one problem to really begin something you've got to have the word you gotta have the word you can't do it on your own hallelujah you 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 because we, we like that poem today is the first day of the rest of your life it is if it begins with the word and the night that I ran into the Word, Brother Kessling, that's the night that our marriage began again. That's the night our life began again. That's the night I had a fresh start. I had a new start. Wasn't a drug addict anymore. Wasn't an alcoholic anymore. Wasn't a loser anymore. Praise God. We... we there's people all over this world constantly trying to start fresh. I'm here to tell you, if it's going to last, you're going to have to have the everlasting Word. You're going to have to have the eternal Word. You're going to have to have God. You're going to have to have the Word of God. You're going to have to have somebody preach to you. If you're going to get saved, you've got to have the Word. The Bible says it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It's not enough to believe. You've got to have the Word. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then when the Word comes, we get to start fresh. You see, because just wanting to start all over is not good enough. But you can be born again. Listen to this. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You see, because you know what we are? We're like the earth was. We're void and without form. We're a mess. And we can't, I mean, you, you look around you. I mean, folks, today, hallelujah. I mean, you look, they're void without form. Praise God. 
I, I don't want to offend anybody because uh, I, I, I came from the, the hippie culture and we was as weird as anybody is. But you look around today, it's void and without form. They walk around holding their britches like this. I mean, what kind of style is that? It's void and without form. And they don't know whether to put rings in their ears, their nose, or their eye. They, they forgot. And, and I've only mentioned some of the nice places. They're void and without form. They don't know what to do. That's, that's where the kids are at out there today. You know, it, it used to be you, the, we went through fads and we went through phases and things, but now it's just a conglomeration of everything from the beginning, from James Dean on down. They dress like James Dean, Elvis, the Grateful Dead, and, and, and the rappers and, and everything else, and who knows what. It's so void and without form that when we walk around, they think we're weird. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when the Word comes and the Word starts dealing with that person's life, it takes that mass of confusion and makes sense out of it. I was, I was so messed up, Brother Justin. I know you're a lot younger than me, but, but uh, I, I, I grew up listening to Bob Dylan and the Grateful Dead and the Beatles with John Lennon and, and all of those folks. And uh, they, they were constantly telling me, you know, that all I need is love. And that was right, but they, they forgot to say that God is love. And, and, and Bob Dylan, who was, was my hero, he was always telling us, you know, don't get all caught up in this materialistic realm and don't get all caught up in making money and houses and cars and all of that stuff. The guy's a millionaire. There's a book out now. I haven't been able to find it. I've been looking for it. It's called The Mansion on the Hill. I read the reports on it, and, and there is a man that has specifically tracked down the hypocrisy of those men telling us that we shouldn't be after material things when all along they were striving and becoming multi-millionaires. And see, now people are finding that out and they're going, but they told us this and they told us that and they told us this and they told us that. But all the stuff, they, they never told me anything, Brother Justin. They just asked questions and asked questions and asked questions because you see, they figured if they could confuse us, we'd think they were smart. Because we couldn't understand what they're saying. And we go, whoa. Whoa, that's, that must be deep. I can't understand what they're saying. Hallelujah. We'd sit there stoned as we could be and go, whoa. But it didn't answer any of the questions of the heart. Where did I come from? Where am I going? Why do I feel like this? What's wrong with my mind? What's wrong with my heart? What's wrong with my spirit? And the mass of confusion just grows, twists, and turns. And we, I smoke more dope trying to get rid of it. And I, I drank more booze trying to get rid of it. And snorted more drugs trying to get rid of it. And all that did was make it more confusing. Hallelujah. 
And I remember thinking, if I could just start all over, if I could just start all over, I'd do it different. Hallelujah. And then walked into that Pentecostal service that night, and uh, the evangelist was up there preaching. He was one of them southern evangelists. He just, he just stomped and screamed and got red in the face, could not understand a word he said. But the word was there. The word was there. Hallelujah. It, it was real. It was real. The word was there. And this time when I knelt and I prayed and I said, God, I, I, I need a new chance. I need a fresh start. I've made a mess of things. I need you. And the word came into my life. And all of that confusion, hallelujah, began to take form. And things began to make sense. It's difficult to explain because it was like the very next day I could see so clearly the old song Amazing Grace. I once was blind, but now I see. It's true. After the word comes, we start to see things in their proper light. I found out Ann Landers was a fruitcake. Well, I'm sorry if you like her. That's, that's fine. But, but once, once I got my head on straight and I looked at what she's telling people, I said, wait a minute, that ain't right. You know that stuff about how we're, we have these animal tendencies and, and uh, to suppress our, our desires and our lusts is wrong. My Lord, that's what's wrong with this world. Nobody's suppressing anything. It is the truth. Hallelujah. Nobody's suppressing anything. It's like like told a, a teacher at the school one time. I, I drove school bus for seven years. And uh, Brother Scott, I haven't met you yet. It's nice to, nice to meet you. And I, this teacher said, the kids today, they act like animals. I said, you've been telling them since they're in first grade that they were. No wonder. That's what you've explained to them. Hallelujah. But when the Word comes into somebody's life, they start seeing things clear. That's why everybody thinks we're nuts. Hallelujah. It's because we see things clearly. We see things according to the Word of God. We see things in their proper perspective. Hallelujah. They're, you know, they, they've come too late to tell me that you can't be happy with just, just your wife. I mean, they come too late to tell me that. Because I'm happy. I'm happy. And getting happier all the time. And love grows. And love gets better. But you see, people are out there and they think, well, what I need to, I need a fresh start, so I'll dump Justin. Because you need a fresh start, right? So just dump him and go get somebody else. But you know what? Somebody else will be just as messed up. Now we're talking, we're pretending they're sinners. They, they were. <laughs> and you wouldn't have wanted him the way he was. But that's why, why three out of five marriages... In 19, now listen to this. In 1980, three out of five marriages was ending in divorce. 
But they found out that people that was married in a church service, only one out of 50 was ending in divorce. They took that further and they found out that people who were married in church went to church regularly all of the services, read their Bible, and prayed together, only one in 1,105 was ending in divorce. The Word will get you thinking right. The Word will put your head on right. The Word will give you a chance to really have a wedding and begin. Because every girl, you know, she wants to begin a new life away from mom and dad. But if you don't begin with the Word, all you're beginning with is some loser boy. Hallelujah. I can say that because I was a boy. And a loser. But when our kids start with the Word, hallelujah, praise God. For the Kessling, and they and we didn't even go into the statistic, didn't even reach into the spirit filled realm. So, no telling what that is. But the word makes a difference. Hallelujah. The word makes a difference. The word of God will give you a chance to start fresh, to give you a new beginning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what you can do is, is take the same old husband, <laughs> start fresh with him with the Word. Well, that's what we did. That's what my wife and I did. Praise God. I took the same old wife and started fresh with the Word. And then, hallelujah, we come to church and we hear preaching. And we hear teaching. And we get in a rut sometimes. But then comes the Word. And all of a sudden we realize, I've got to do better. I've got to, I've got to consecrate. I, I need to pray more. And that new prayer life started with the Word. That new life of dedication started with the Word. That new life of, of witnessing and winning souls began with the Word. Every beginning that we're ever going to have begins with the Word. Every good beginning that there ever was and ever will be will be centered around the Word. That's why we come to the house of God and we hear the preaching of the Word and we come through thinking, I need a new start. I need to get in the starting blocks again. I need a brand new day. I've I, I failed. I, I've made some mistakes. And we come to the house of God. We don't give up because we realize if the Word is there, if the Word is there, I can start all over again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word. Is the Word. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. The Word is here tonight. The preached Word is here tonight. There's one thing that will keep us from the Word. If you go on reading and then look in Genesis chapter 3, after Adam and Eve had sinned, the Bible says then the voice, if you read it closely, it says the voice of the Lord came into the garden. 
and Adam and Eve hid themselves. You see, when we have sin in our life, we want to hide from the Word because it convicts us. Hallelujah. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is good for you. Conviction's good for you. It's a gift. I'm here to tell you it's a gift because everybody don't feel it. And if you can feel conviction, you should thank God every day for it. Hallelujah. Because it means you're allowing the Word to come into your life. But then the Lord said, Adam, where art thou? The Word wanted them. Wanted them. Wanted them. Sought after them. Bible said that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. The Word made flesh came looking, 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 calling, 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 looking, seeking, seeking, seeking. The Word of God is going around this world today still seeking to save that which was lost. But the Bible tells us that there's going to come a famine in the end time. Not a famine for bread, but a famine for hearing the Word of God. There'll be plenty of preaching, but there'll be a famine for hearing the Word of God because people are shutting it off. So much sin. They don't want it. It, it convicts them. They, they'd rather listen to Freud. They'd rather listen to Oprah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then there's us. You've opened your ears to the Word. You've opened your hearts to the Word. And the Word, because you have, can make a difference in your life. You're different because you have opened your life up to the Word where others are closing it off. And so you can take that and begin again. And then if things go wrong, the Bible tells us grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. We fail. We fall sometimes. We mess up. Here comes the Word. Let's start again. Let's start again. Why don't we start again? Why don't we just start again? Isn't it good, Brother Martin? Because we've messed up sometimes. All of us have. Then here comes the Word. It says, Let's just start again. Let's just begin. And then when we wake up the next morning, we say one more time, in the beginning was the Word. Let's pray right now. Lord of heaven, precious, precious Savior, mm, we believe that you're here with us. We believe that this word is more than just letter. We believe that it's spirit, that it's life. And we believe that tonight the living word of God is in this house. And Lord, I feel over and over again thankful for chances to begin with the word. And Lord, there are some here tonight they would like to begin again. I feel that, Lord. I don't know where they're at. I don't know the whys. 
but I know that we can begin wherever the Word is. We can start a new life living for you wherever the Word is. We can say goodbye to traditions and man-made ideas when the Word pierces through and gets into us. Oh, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing of sunder, the joint from the marrow, getting deep down inside of us. Get into our hearts this night, Lord. Let us begin this revival tonight with the Word. Let this revival begin tonight with your Word. God, and we'll be careful to stay very close to your Word all throughout these few nights. God, speak to us by your Word. In Jesus' name. Let's stand. You know what a revival is? It's reviving something that already exists. It's bringing it back to life. Hallelujah. And then once the church does that, we start reaching out to this lost world around us. God's talking to us tonight. You've wanted revival. Your pastor's has been sensitive to the desire of the church, the voice of God. You can begin it right now with the Word. And the Word is... of your time, of your energies. Help the pastor, help the preacher through this revival so that you can begin a grand, brand new era for this church and mountain home. It can be begun with the Word. Others of you here have had difficulties within the last few months. It's not hard for me to know that. I can look at you and see it. You can begin again. Grace, the Word, will let you begin again. Without the Word, you'll never do it. I'm going to open these altars tonight. In church, you need to start praying tonight. Let's begin a revival. Let's begin a revival. Let's begin a revival. The preacher can't do it on his own. The pastor can't do it on his own. We've got to all begin right now, this very night, this revival. Hallelujah. Let's come. Let's pray. Let's begin. Let's begin this revival tonight. Let's begin it. Find some places to pray tomorrow. I want you to pray tomorrow. Spend some time. Get here to the church as early as you can. I'm not the pastor. I'm the evangelist this week. Get here and pray. Let's begin a revival with the Word. And touch the Lord as He passes by. You will find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply. So reach out and touch, touch the Lord, Lord as, as he, he goes by. by. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And touch the Lord as he passes by. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. New beginning. Brand new day. Praise your mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. And touch the Lord as he passes by. You will find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry. He is passing by this moment your need to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by.